This podcast is supported by Conspiracy Unlimited. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. Now you can hear Richard on his podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. Political intrigue and subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, and more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and thanks for tuning in to the show. We've got Jake Wilburn in the hizzy. Hello, everybody. I am so glad to be here with you. And uh, You are the backbone of our country. This is you are, and you, and you. And we've got producer Phil uh, dialing up things and breaking things down. And take it back now, y'all. Three hops this time. Um. Also, I wanted to say this. This is a double feature and here's how i'm gonna say it if you're listening to this podcast you know uh, we had jake we, we've got jake wilburn on we're gonna have him on back-to-back weeks but in uh for our live chat listeners this is a unprecedented double feature live chat a full length almost two hours of full length awesome live chat fun so if you want to be part of the live chat ever uh just go to spreaker.com slash studio dna and you can be part of the live chat. Um, okay, let's talk about Gamer. Uh, but let's talk about it in this uh, context. You know, uh, gaming is kind of your one of your fortes. Yeah, so I, I do enjoy classic gaming quite a bit. Uh-huh. And I still collect a lot of the retro stuff. Usually stay about one or two generations behind. And I don't do a lot of online gaming. This movie... I feel like one of its redeeming qualities is sums up why that is and just yes. that culture and that, you know, I, I don't want to get on there and play a game and have a 13-year-old describe my mother in ways that I've never heard before. <laughs> and I just, it's not my thing. I, I'll play some Legend of Zelda and, uh, you know, those deep one-player experiences. I have a couple buddy over, buddies over on the couch, but uh, just really don't like the online gaming thing. And so when I watch this movie... Especially in the, there was something that happened in the first, I don't know, minute and a half. And I was like, yes, that. (laughs) There's a very, uh, it's, I'll say this, I'm going to give a disclaimer. This movie, and we've talked about this, our show is, we try to keep it clean. Uh, We make it as family, I see as family friendly. It's something all the family could listen to. Um, You will be able to listen to this episode uh, with your family. This is not a movie that you would maybe have your children watch. Maybe you would let all of your children watch. My seven-year-old, I would not. I've, I would not allow watch this. Let him watch this movie. This this movie. He's not old enough yet, in my eyes, to yeah. let him watch this movie because there's some majorly adult stuff in it. It's a. It is a hard R, and I watched some of the commentary of the directors, and they were disappointed about how much other content they had to cut from the movie. Yikes. Because wow. not because of like, hey, you know, we wanted to flesh out the story, but just they wanted more grotesqueness and more violence and more like they they pushed this R rating as by as far as it could go. I found that to be for me, and we'll get into the content a little bit. Like I said, I'm not gonna be real explicit. 
Um, but there's a lot of verbiage, a lot of bad language. Uh, there's a lot of just visual stuff that you don't. And hi, the kids on that one. Uh, yeah, but violence in particular, is that unbelievable. Well, okay. unbelievable violence, unbelievable uh, nudity, innuendo, just... lots of innuendo, yeah. lots of. I, beyond, it's not even innuendo, no, it's, it's really. It's like you know stuff. what's happening, yeah. and they're yeah. like. They are showing as much as they could. They could get it's away. It's really with. disheartening and, that they said the director wanted to yeah, do more. And it's not even in a way that like they the way that they shoot the film and the way that they do it is meant to make you kind of go, ugh, mm-hmm. you know. It's yeah. like so shock, it's just it's like shock it, TV. It, that's yeah. exactly was like that's exactly you. right. It's it was just shock a shock. You. And it's the whole film's supposed to be a satire in in a way, but man, I think they just did a really poor, like re, it's just so in it's like rubbing your face. In mm-hmm. the, you know, it's like they, they want to make the point, I think, that gamer culture and that, uh, you know, every, everybody is, nobody's nice, everybody's mean, all they care about is violence and, you know, nudity and whatever. Right. And they just take that concept and grab you by the collar and rub your face in, in it in the carpet, you know. Huh. Yeah. And I, ugh. It's pretty rough. Um, pretty, pretty rough. Uh, you like games? What's your favorite game of all time ever you've ever that you've ever played? Probably video, we're talking yeah. video games, not shoots and ladders, but video games. Man, I've put over two hundred hours in Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and it used to be, you know, Ocarina of Time was the one that I remembered the most fondly. And it, it's pretty recent, you know. I hate to just be like, oh, because it's kind of what I remember, but it's not. I mean, that it, Breath of the Wild is probably the most favorite game I've ever played. If I take away the nostalgic value of Ocarina of Time, about that, wow. yeah. Um, my favorite game of all time that I, I, probably the NCAA football franchise that's now gone because of all the lawsuits, mm-hmm. former players that got no money for it because they were collegiate athletes. So they're amateur athletes. So they, all of the platforms don't, I mean, they don't make that game anymore. So I don't have a PS3 or a uh, Xbox 360 to play them and they're not reverse compatible on the Xbox one that I have. Sad. Hmm. Also like Skyrim. Skyrim is fun. <laughs> But I'm not a big online gamer either, and I've been very uh, discouraging to my own son because he really would. There's certain games he wants to try to play, but I'm like, no, we're not going to do that game because it's got online sure. stuff, and it's not. It's too old for you. You can't. I, yeah. There's no point. You can't. Now there's like um, there's a game called Splatoon. Okay. That's out for it was on the Wii U and it's on the Switch, and it's a like a third person shooter, and you're trying to to cover the whole arena with paint, and you're a bunch of like squids, and you can swim in the paint and stuff. Had a blast with that game. That is probably the most recent online game that I played and enjoyed a lot. There's no chat, right? Yeah, and that's, that, that's, that's big a big part. That's of probably it, yeah. the biggest part. That's there's no chat. Me. There's no emoticons. There's no whatever. It's just it's four v four, but everybody just kind of has to like you know work together without communicating. And I mean, if you're playing with your buddies, you can get online and all you know get together on your phone. And the game got a lot of criticism because there was no voice chat. But had there been, I probably wouldn't have played it. And I really enjoyed it. It's It's hard to imagine a voice chat type of game like that on a Nintendo system because Mm -hmm. of all of the... Like, uh, online interactions are not rated by the ESRB is what what every every, uh, package tells you. So um, it would be weird to have that on a Nintendo. Yeah, and that's why, like, all the online stuff of Call of Duty or all the online stuff of just, you know, pick a game that does it. I, I am not as uh, I just have never been a big fan of this. Well, stuff, my so. brother uh, when he was younger played uh, SOCOM two on the yeah. PlayStation two, which by the way there's still people who have server. There's people playing that like there's well, they, rot, it's like crazy. But uh, he is like yeah yeah my I can't remember what his name was like yeah my my buddy Jerry. I'm like who's Jerry? Like you got a buddy Jerry? Oh yeah he lives in Ohio. He's like 45, married with kid, blah blah blah. Never met him, but we play SOCOM. Weird. <laughs> like yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's weird you know. But that's... Bill, do you have a favorite game? Um, I, I I am kind of like I fall victim to the same type of thing that Jake was talking about with uh, recency bias. Like I, the games that I've played most recently are like always my favorite. But um, I think probably my favorite series that I've ever played is the Uncharted series mm-hmm. um, that's on uh, Sony PlayStation consoles. So um, which of those is my favorite? I don't know. Probably whatever the last one is um, is usually my answer there. But uh, Uncharted is phenomenal. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Jasmine in the live chat uh, played Pong in the 70s. There you Beep. go. Boop. Beep. I love it. <laughs> Pong's awesome. It is awesome. It's hard to beat. Yeah, it, it is. It, that, that game actually strangely holds up, I think. Like, there's a lot of games that did not hold up from the Atari and 
those kind of older systems, but Pong is actually playable in, now. In the early 2000s, sometimes a buddy of mine were, were playing Mario Tennis, and I mean, we, we were playing for like several hours, and I kind of looked at him, and I'm like, are we playing Pong? Like, is that really what we're doing right now? But just with Mar- with updated better graphics, graphics better yeah. graphics, we're just playing Pong for two hours. Yeah. Same concept. Pong. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, well, today we're talking. Uh, but uh, today we're talking about Gamer, uh, which is a uh, movie based on. It's not on any one particular video game that we know of. It's a made-up video game. Uh, but the, yeah, the movie's Gamer, and it's time uh, for some deets. The details of the movie. Gamer, directed uh, by mm, Nel- Neville Dean and Taylor. I gotta look this up to get exacts. Um, they made Crank. With, oh. what's uh, what's that guy's name? The bald, the guy he's like always bald. Yeah, this is uh, Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. They must be a uh, they're a duo. Crank High Voltage and the other Crank movie. So is this Christmas with the Cranks? That, no. Is that what we're talking about? They also directed Ghost Rider Spirit no. of Vengeance. <laughs> they also directed uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and they directed the Jonah Hex movie. No, they were originally slated to uh, direct Jonah Hex, which I liked it. I liked Jonah Hex. Some people didn't like Jonah Hex. DC property. I liked it. Um, la, la, la. Tom Rosenberg as the producer, Gary Lachesi, and Skip Williamson. It's hard to beat a Skip Williamson movie. Uh, written by Neville Dean and Taylor, the uh, comedy duo, and uh, starring Gerard Butler, Michael C. Hall, who is Dexter, uh, Amber Valletta, who plays his wife and a sad character in the movie, um, sad. Logan Lerman, uh, who is the kid, who is also Percy Jackson, um, Terry Crews, which I have always felt like Terry Crews. Uh, deserves a lot more parts in movies. I love Terry Crews. Uh, he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I don't know if you guys watched that or not. Which one is he? The gigantic uh, African-American gentleman, Terry Crews. The muscle one in the prison? He is a okay, beast yeah, yeah. in this movie. He's, oh, yeah. He is ripped to the gills. Played sure. in the NFL for a while, so he's just got that, you know... Build. Build body. Ludacris is also in this movie. And uh, Kira Sedgwick, Kevin Bacon's wife. We can now play uh, Six Degrees Separation, Six Degrees Kevin Bacon with all these characters. So, congratulations, guys. Um, let's see. It's a Lionsgate movie. Release date, September 4th, 2009. Running time of 94 minutes, so not too bad, lengthwise. Budget of $50 million and a box office of a paltry $42 million. So, yeah. Took a loss. Didn't make a lot of money, uh, and there's a good reason for that. Uh, video game-wise, um, this game is reminiscent of uh, oh, like a to go older, a Doom or uh, an arena type uh, setting. We'll talk more about that when we come back from break, uh, and we're also gonna get a thirty second synopsis. Synopsis. Be back. Well, we're back. Welcome back. Uh, this is the Horror Movie Podcast, as you know. Uh, and today uh, we're talking about the movie Gamer. It's a two thousand nine film. Uh, in studio today we have Jake Wilburn. Jake. Hello, everybody. Well, I'm. I feel welcomed to be back. Welcome back, and we have producer Phil in I, the house. I like video games. I like turtles. <laughs> and uh, Phil has never seen this movie, uh, but he has seen the trailer. Yeah, I, uh, I just saw the trailer. You just saw the trailer, and that's how we're going to inform you from now on on movies that you haven't seen. You're just going to watch the trailer, and then you can react, and you can say, "Well, that wasn't in the trailer," or is it better if we just keep you completely in the dark about the movie? I mean, it might be better. No, I think I like watching the trailer. I, I got a, I got a sense for the visuals of it and some of the actors that are in it and kind of what just the overall like type of movie it is, like this high octane action kind of kind of flick. So, yeah. um, you describe like before we went on there, you kind of described this movie in a way that it sounded to me like Westworld. Would you would you compare it to Westworld at all? Like, is oh, it- in a way of it's a you're inside of a video game. Well. Kind the, of. The, yeah, I'll give you a spoiler when I do 30 seconds. And else, but but people are inside of this, inside of a real-life simulation where you are taken over as an avatar. It's actually closer to maybe the movie Avatar uh-huh. in a way, in that way, when it's actual flesh and blood. You're controlling a, a real <coughs> human being? Yeah, thanks, yes. Thanks okay. to the nanites. Gotcha. <laughs> thanks to the midi-chlorine. Wait, thanks. what was that again? Sydney's in the house. 
Uh, live chat, Sydney's in the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we are uh, going to do some 30-second synopsis. Yeah. I'm on it. You're taking this one. I'm doing Gamer. This is our double feature episode. Uh, this week's episode, uh, Gamer, Jake, is on it with us. You want me to time you? And then next week's episode, <laughs> I've got it right here. And then next week's episode will be uh, the campaign. It's a double feature. You pull into the drive-in and you get both. Jake's here with us. Phil's here with us. Everyone's here with us. What a treat. What a treat. We're going to go to the... Uh, I'm going to go to the concession stand later and get some <laughs> cotton candy and some fried pickles. Maybe not fried pickles. That'll smell up the whole car. All right. Uh, 30 seconds synopsis. For Gamer, I'm on this. This is Jack doing the 30 seconds synopsis. Um, and Gamer and 30 seconds synopsis and go. Gamer, in the year 2039, the distant future... Uh, the world is uh, all computer-based uh, fun, and uh, King Castle, who is uh, Dexter, is a computer programmer who takes convicts, makes them fight it out. They have to f- uh, win 30 days worth of battle, and then they get set free. People take over their avatars and shoot them up. That's a game called uh, what's it called? Prisoner Soldier Slayer. Slayer. And then the uh, the other one. My gosh, this is hard. <laughs> all right. I don't think you made it. I don't think I got anything. You, out. No, you you didn't. So Dexter, uh, sh- Dexter gets everybody uh, uh, invested in this game. He has another game called Society, by the way, too, which is like The Sims. Yeah, so Society's he- like The Sims, and it was a much it was a it was more of an open world kind of kind of like uh, you could do whatever through yeah. your avatar, whatever, folks. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I mean, literally, in that sense, it sounds like Westworld. <laughs> Yeah, you can do whatever, but you're paying to be looking at a screen while you control your avatar on the screen. Okay. You're, yeah, you're a real person. You're av- so, and so you, Phil, could be like, I need a job. I'm going to sign up for society or because get the Slayer is for convicts. Okay. And if you win 30 mat- thirty death matches, you get your de- – they're all death row inmates. So you get a pardon if you get through all 30. Uh, but in society, it's just like a, a regular job. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to work today. And then you go in and your person starts controlling you and you spend however many hours being controlled by someone oh. in a room somewhere. Yeah. But they can do, I mean, whatever, whatever. they want with and, you during that And time. again, folks that might be listening in on the radio here, understand this is a movie that it's rated R. Hard um, we're, R. We're, on this show, we're not going to delve into that that content necessarily. Um, but Beth, definitely hide your kids on this movie if you choose to listen to this show and then go home and watch the movie. Uh, yeah, my, my son de- definitely not watching this movie uh, anytime soon. I just have one question before we get into but the But it's plot. a unique, this is a very unique um, uh, idea for a movie. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's very, very original. Um, Especially in 2009. Yeah, absolutely. Um if I'm being controlled, do I have memories? Like, do I know what's going on? Yes, and and the I don't whatever the woman's name is that plays Gerard Butler's wife that's in society because Gerard Butler's in Slayer, his wife is in society, and I will give her credit on her acting because I think she did a really good job. Like her eyes said everything because as the as her players making her do all this stuff or like he's subjecting to things, allowing things to happen to her. She's got this just like dead look in her eyes, and I think as an actress, she did a fantastic job in in being in that scenario of like I can't, Amber, I can't, Amber I can't control Valletta, what right? I'm doing. That's Amber Valletta. right? And as she's being taken advantage of or whatever, she just like her, the rest of her body is doing the the motions, but her face just says like I'm dead inside. You know, wow. she yeah. did a great job. I think it's a very, um, it was a hard movie to watch. And you said, what did you say about the directors? And the commentary said that they wanted to do more. Yeah, they were violence mad. And- they were mad because so like some of the stuff that they had put in got cut, not for length or whatever, but because it would have made it go above an R rating. Jeez. And I mean, they pushed it as and and for and this was my biggest gripe with the movie is I think it was all so much so unnecessary. Like there were scenes in the movie that didn't even need to take place. Yeah. The only reason why that little you know five minute snippet existed was as an excuse to show more shock value and be like, yeah. okay, if the point of you think society, not not the game, but like, you know, people or whatever, human nature or whatever message they're trying to convey, 
we get it. Like you think that human beings are disgusting and, you know, lowest common denominator, whatever. I just got so sick of it, man, because it was so gross. Yeah. And they just kept doing it nonstop. For for, for gross, for gross sake. Um, I mean, just, and I'll give you a PG one. Like in society, there's, there's all these people dancing and kind of doing stuff to each other and a lot of, you know, touching and whatever. And then this one like cuts herself on like her arm and then starts like licking it, you know, and whatever. And it's just like, why? Yeah, why? Why? Just weird. But that's weird stuff like that is. Throughout the whole movie, so they they were going for they're like, what's going to get us an NC seventeen rating? Let's just back it off just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I th- I feel like that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hit through the plot here. In two thousand thirty nine is when this is set, and I said I tried to get through this in thirty seconds, and also which I bombed hugely, much like this movie. Um, Kane Castle is this mega uh, computer programmer. He has this weird. Oh, what's that? Uh, politician from Louisiana, uh, James Carville. You know who that is? No, I don't know who that is. People that do it. Uh, Bill Hader does a great James Carville act, uh, impersonation. And he has this almost like this actor, Ken Castle, and this character. Uh, M- Michael C. Hall is the, is the actor. Ken Castle is the character. Has almost this, uh, almost a James Carville accent, Southern kind of that. It is, yeah. Almost a Southern draw it is, to yeah. it. A little weird. And uh, anyway, but he is as computer programmer. He's created this world called society. Uh, and in society, it's an open world. You can do whatever with your little avatar. But it's a real human that's working this job. And he basically has come in and given all these people these jobs. Well, his new thing is this thing called Slayers. And it is this open world, sort of, but not. It's really. It seems like in, they took like an abandoned city and just walled it off yeah. or something. Yeah. Which, by the way, society in this game, where is that taking place? I, it never you says. Know? It never <laughs> says where the Slayer takes place either. But it yeah. looks like in each round, it looks like the same arena. To yeah. Me. So I get the incentive of being one of the prisoners that that wants to be taken over because they can get their freedom, right? Mm-hmm. What's the incentive for being in society? It's a job. It's money. As an avatar? Money. Okay, you get paid. You get paid for it, yeah. Yeah, to be controlled by somebody. Correct. Okay. For a certain period of time. Wow. Yeah. And so that game went so well that he's brought this new game called Slayers. Well, basically, he went to the government and said, look, you've got these death row inmates. Let them have a chance to win their freedom if they survive 30 battles. Yeah, 30 battles. And all the money or whatever he pays for the American prison system through this. So all the the subscription fees or whatever for Slayer— Pays so the government doesn't have to pay for wow. any, any prison anymore. So the, the premise is exciting, and so that's how he basically well, got permission go, to do this. Let's go off the premise. Sydney in the live chat said this takes place roughly the same time as Ready Player One, and it is very similar. In its okay, premise. well yeah. that's interesting. Interesting. It's, yeah. Have, now have you have you seen Ready Player One? I've read the book. Okay. Have you seen Ready Player I've, One? I've read the book and seen the movie. I, I've not seen the movie. Um, thoughts on this comparison? Um. Okay, so re- just super quick. Ready Player One, the book was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, as usually with these things, the movie is not as good. Yes. But I think I would have enjoyed the movie more had I not seen the book. Uh, huh. Ready Player One, I would watch the movie again. It, it's kind of like Pixels to me where there was a lot of, it's like, oh, I recognize that. Oh, look, hey, uh, Master Chief, look, a Ninja Turtle, look, you know. And the movie was more about that because it rushed too much. It, it, from the book, in, and it crammed it into the movie. Um, ga- I don't think that Ready Player One, though, and Gamer are even on the same... Like, I get it. And, and I was thinking that, too. I was like, it's almost like these are in the same timeline, like some of the... Because con- the world in Ready Player One is se- semi-dystopian, like the real world, you know? Yeah. That this kind of technology could exist in that universe. Uh, but as far as, like, just quality of movie... I would watch Ready Player One, you know, four or five more times in the next couple of years. I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Gamer is a lot more hardcore than oh, yeah. Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. I mean, Re- Ready Player One, you're just controlling, um, you know, a computer uh, Of yourself. Character. Your avatar yeah. is, a, is not a real person. It's just person. zeros and ones. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ready Player One is a fantastic book. I, I'm assuming the movie is worth watching, but I haven't seen um, it. So this, this situation here that they're in... Uh, Slayers are is, is the new the new format thing that uh, King Castle has created. Prisoners, you control a prisoner uh, in this game situation. Uh, Simon, okay, is the char- is the character played by 
Logan, the actor Logan Lerman, who plays uh, Percy Jackson, who plays in some other stuff too. Uh, but anyway, Lerman controls, or what did I say his name was? Uh, Lerman controls the character, and he uh, is in control of Cable, who is Gerard Butler's character, and he has won like 27 in a row when you mm-hmm. pick up here. So he's only three away from winning his freedom. Of course, much like in, um, what's the movie with Nick Cage? Con Air. Much like in Con Air, he was, you know, he was accused of a murder he did not commit. And so, you know, that's why you have a little, senti- there's a little sentimentality for Gerard Butler's character. And so Gerard Butler's wife is in the society game. Their child has been placed with another family who do we, takes care of Do we want to spoil that right now? Uh, we can. Okay. So, yeah, so she's in society trying to to make money. Uh, and their daughter, who's probably like, what, six, five or six? Yeah, six to eight. Has been adopted by this castle guy. So he has their mm. daughter. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. The uh, child services person, at one point in the movie, uh, Amber Valletta's character, mm. castle, uh, Cable's wife, goes in, Angie is her name, goes in to talk to this child services people. In a huge room where he's sitting in a desk in the middle of it completely by himself. Yeah, it's like so hilarious. So weird. <laughs> anyway, he walks in, they, she walks in, she starts telling him, and he just starts laughing at her at one point. Everybody in this movie, every character, basically other than Gerard Butler, is a total jerk. I mean, like everybody, the newscasters are like these like mouthy yes. kids. Like every person in this movie, other than the main character and his wife, are just mean spirited, just and nasty. And I mean, it is just makes you like they obviously hate people, like right. the people who made this movie. <laughs> well, and and it's one of those where it reminds me a lot when I was when I was I don't know uh, when did it come out eighty seven or eighty eight is when RoboCop came out. And I remember watching RoboCop. I was really young when I watched RoboCop, and I shouldn't have been watching RoboCop. My parents did not <laughs> stop me from watching. It's a it's rated R. Mm-hmm. RoboCop is, but not a hard R like this. I mean, there was explosions of people's body parts and everything else, and there was some stuff in there that I shouldn't have seen. And uh, but it that that this reminded me a lot of that, where it was like just gore for gore's sake, mm-hmm. you know. And um, anyway, so they. Um, the whole goal of the movie, the whole goal, I'll just tell you this right now, is is for Gerard Butler to find a way to to win the last battle and for his wife and him to get back together and them to get their kid back. Here's the problem, Phil. Nanites are implanted into the society people and into the uh, slayer people. Basically takes over the cells of your brain and so they become controllable. In doing that, okay. what you find out is the, uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Castle? Castle, the bad guy, Dexter. He can control anyone that's had those nanites put in. And his whole plan, of course, there's a whole plan, is to take over. He's like, in a a month, I'll have, in two months, I'll have 100 million people that I'll be in charge of. Yeah, he's, of course, explaining this at the end when Gerard Butler goes to confront him and it's the big climax. But he's like, let's pause for a moment and let me monologue. 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 What I've been doing this whole time. Dr. Evil style. So. So anyway, before we get to that though, um, Gerard Butler's character is fighting, and he okay. So he, when he's fighting, by the way, he has no control. So he'll be in a situation to shoot somebody, mm. and he knows he's supposed to be shooting this person, but there'll be a little bit of a lag and a hesitation by the player, and he just has to sit there and wait for them. Wow, knowing that he could get shot himself. What did they call that? They called it the. Glitch, the, the blip, or the blip, the pause. Blip. Hang the on, let me look it up because it's laps. So um, you're just hoping that you're being controlled by someone talented at gaming, right? Yes. Well, <laughs> so there are people though, if who can sign up and only have to survive one round, but you take a predetermined set path, mm. right? So you, no one's controlling you, but it's like I'm going to be the pedestrian that's walking across the street, and then like at the beginning, <laughs> there's this weird scene where like two people are exchanging money. And, you know, blood splattering all over them. And they're just kind of like, la-da-da, exchanging money. And you're like, what? And you don't find out till later that yeah. they're just on that preset path. But no one's ever, like, they all die. Yeah, yeah they all die. But they only have to go through it once. Yeah, they if they can survive, survive it once. once. But it's tower defense, basically. You're... It's pointless. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're just pointless. Um, so, anyway, um, 
Uh, a big character in this movie is Terry Crews. I talked about him in the pre-show. Uh, great. I, I love him as an actor. Uh, he's uh, physically just a daunting person just when you look at him. Uh, he's in the Expendables. I think he's in the first Expendables, maybe the second one too. But he is a great character. He's in this movie. He plays one of the henchmen basically because he plays a character that's a death row inmate, but he's just been turned loose. He has full control. Or at least he th- he thinks he has full control. He doesn't realize that Castle even has nanites in him. And uh, anyway, but he can't beat Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's character is uh, kicking booty nonstop. Yeah, and in the final scene, he kills him in like 30 seconds. Like he fights him throughout this whole movie, and then in the climax, yeah. he's just oh. like, I'm going to break your neck. And here's what happens. <laughs> he gets that last battle, and he tells the, the guy, he tells the kid, let me have control because I know I can finish this off and win this. But in the meantime, what's happened is you find out about this hacker group called the Humans. Humans? Humans. Humans. With a H- Z. H-U-M-A-N-Z. <laughs> Led by... Led by... Brother, a.k.a. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Leads them. <laughs> okay. Hum- humans. <laughs> and so um, they are basically the... It's basically now it becomes the Matrix where he's Neo and right. he's trying, trying to, to break get, him out. Trying to break him out. They actually do break him out. He um, goes off the grid out of the game. Which they send like, if so if you break the barrier of the game, it like warns you, and they basically fire missiles at you it, to which kill Which is you. a lot like oh, wow. Hunger Games. That so, part's a lot like Hunger Games. Yeah, you Games. can't break the boundary, and so that, that's the plot is. And so the humans break in to, or they start communicating with his player, the kid, and they're like, hey, I've got a, we've got a mod that will allow you to set your player free. They're also communicating with Gerard Butler in prison too, trying to so they're communicating with both the player and the avatar, trying to encourage them both to you know, let Gerard Butler go free and for Gerard Butler to break out of they're trying to get him out. Free, yeah. Essentially. That does sound a lot like Hunger Games. Yeah, there it is. So and he does and he which so he uh he asks them to get him a a bottle of vodka, which oh, go ahead. Hey, tell me about that when you come yep, back. Yep, right back. And we're back. Um, again, horror movie podcast. We've got Jake Wilburn on, and we've got Phil, producer Phil, in the house. We're talking about the game gamer, the movie gamer. The mo- what did I say? <laughs> you said the game, the gamer. game gamer. The <laughs> film is called Gamer. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, we're in the third segment now. We really just wanted to do this uh, as a PSA. As a public service announcement, just don't watch this movie, Gamer. I'm trying to, no offense, Gerard Butler, if you're listening to this episode, but man, I, I hope you got paid pretty well to do this. Because this is very far. You've traveled a long way away from, from uh, 300. 300, man. <laughs> like, you've, you've come a long way. Anyway. We interrupted Jake. Okay, this? Jake, I, I want to do a, a public apology as well. I am so sorry. That you made me watch this movie for this no. review. Oh. Well, no, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I interrupted you earlier. I had to go to break. Uh, I, I feel very bad about that. Breaks are important. Do you remember we were talking about they had to go get something? Yeah, so so he uh, he's Gerard Butler's trying to get a plan to break out of the game simulation, right? He's a military character. Or he's not a military. He's a military character in a game, but he's actually yep. a... a a real uh, person. Yeah, pr- right. a, a death row inmate. Inmate, yes. That's trying to win a chance for his freedom. Right. So the, so the humans uh, sneak in a bottle of vodka <laughs> for him, right? That? Which he which he chugs. Okay. Yeah. He I mean chugs that bottle of vodka right before he goes onto the battle where his player then cut does cut him loose. Yeah. Okay. So he's so he drinks a bottle of vodka and is drunk in three seconds. Yeah. Because yeah, that's exactly how that works. <laughs> yeah. So he goes on the battlefield totally drunk, finds a a ethanol fueled truck in the battle scene. Okay. Vomits in it, relieves himself in it. The vehicle starts, and now he's suddenly sober because that's how that works. <laughs> and he drives the truck off outside of the bounds of the simulation as he's going out they fire the missiles and he it blows up the truck you see him kind of you know flying getting of flung of course he the is the simulation stops <laughs> everybody thinks he probably died and that's why everybody assumes that you know he was one went away and he's dead but in reality 
he's broken out by the, the human. So they get him. Okay, have you seen have you seen the original like early '90s Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Okay, I love so, it. So so you go down into the Foot Clan lair, and there's like a bunch of kids like playing pool, and like there's a, a Pac-Man's down there, and there's arcades and stuff for like in a skating rink. When he went to like the humans' lair, that's what that reminded me of. <laughs> because they had because they were like playing pool. There's arcade games everywhere. It's kind of neon looking, and I'm like, is this is this the lair of the Foot Clan or what is this? <laughs> They're just people too. They just yeah. like to hang out. <laughs> that's what they were doing. They're just like casually playing pool. Just like. Hey, finally broke out, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, hey, welcome in here. Yeah, hey, good to see you. Uh, Sydney live chat to answer your question. I think it was probably Popov. All right. I don't know. I, well, uh, moving I don't... moving forward, um, the uh, the uh, he's in the lair. They've they've the, they broke him out of the matrix. Yeah, so it's time he, to break out his wife. The red pill or the blue pill? The red pill. Red. If if you want out. You he, take the blue pill. Blue pill got no, him out. red pill. Red pill got him out. There we go. Sorry. And uh, he is now free, uh, except now he's got to find his wife. He tracks his wife down at a rave in society, or he takes her to a rave to get away from the bad guy. He, okay, so they meet – I don't even know. I can't even say this character's name that she's interacting with, but <laughs> he's like this – He's like up all, all up on her leg and stuff. So I mean, it's gross. just it's so gross. <laughs> but this movie's she, so gross. We say don't watch this. Don't movie watch though. it. So she is about she like seconds away from being taken advantage of. I'll just say that so by, gross. by another person's avatar. Her the person controlling her is this morbidly obese, sweaty. It's sad. It's very sad. Like naked. Uh, it's so, sad. He, I don't know. We don't know and, that he's. Gosh. It's heavily. We implied. don't know that he, and he doesn't sits, have clothing as he's on. Playing, he has a he has a full size <laughs> waffle in his hand and is dipping it in syrup and eating it while he's playing, just to like drive the point home of how gross I these do, people are. I gross. Do, I do not want to see this movie. No, you don't. These so, are. He's like one of the humans from uh, Wally. So he. He has. Yes. A, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But. Yeah. But the rated R version. That's true. This yeah, is yeah. like rated R wallet. Right. So he, so she's about to get taken advantage of. Gerard Butler finally, you know, breaks in at the moment, takes the guy, breaks his spine over his knee. Which this guy, by the way, is being controlled by someone else and like cannot help his actions. But now he's dead. Okay. So Gerard Butler kills him. They break out with the help of this newscaster who shows up in the Scooby Doo van. Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon's uh, wife. Re- yeah. Real life wife, not yeah. Kevin Bacon's not this movie, but you can imagine. Yes. And now so we can. It's you know. literally the mystery machine. It, 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 everything but the actual like painting on it, but like the <laughs> colors, the shape, everything. I went. That is the. Scooby-Doo that would have been a cool crossover. <laughs> that would have been. So they, but they rescue her, try to get all the nanites out of his brain. So now they've got her. It's time to get the kid. Yeah. And and I would have broken out of the society game if it wasn't for you kids. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> let's take his mask off and see who it was. It's old man Withers from the haunted amusement park. Um, so they go to the Haunted Music Park, which is actually a basketball court. Why were they on a basketball court? I, because movie. They go I don't to this. Know. They go to this basketball court. Stupid. None they go to this basketball court to find Castle, who's the Dex, you know Dexter, who's the controller. He then spiels about his whole plan, what he's got planned for everybody in society. Okay, I will say the dancing scene was was all right. Like when he goes in. And he's, I can't remember, it's like a, some kind of a classical jazz song. Oh, he, that, that was kind of That fun. was probably the only scene in the movie that yeah. I would just like, hey, maybe YouTube this, maybe. It was that. That scene was, was interesting because he, he's basically controlling all of his henchmen. And he's playing like this classical jazz and he's dancing. And as he's, this music is playing, all these guys are attacking Gerard Butler. And it, it, that, was a, that was a nicely done scene. It was, a cool. Cool, it was a cool final boss uh, battle. Yes. And then you have his main henchman who was Terry Crews. Uh, he just gets owned like by Gerard Butler, and then they fight, 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 fight. Uh, they end up. We find out that uh, Castle can is wanting to just control the world basically with these nanites. The government's giving him free reign. Um, the whole humans movement has been overtaken now by Nanak. Nanex. Nanex. Nanex is, is the com, is the computer program that he uses to control. Yes, everybody. It's yeah. Skynet's older oh, older okay. brother. Right. And they uh, <laughs> <laughs> very well. That's well said. Thank you. Uh, and then they um, end up uh, fighting. He ends up stabbing uh, Castle. Yeah. I keep saying Castle. Which this is broadcast. Keep thinking of David. Uh, Bo- Boranez, what's his name from Castle? Some somehow they I don't remember no, how they do Bones. this, but Castle is <laughs> Castle is uh, Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. There sorry. you 
this is being broadcast to the whole world, like their fight. And like when he explains his diabolical plan, yeah. I can't remember how they do it, but somehow basically the whole world oh, is watching because, him explain oh, that he's a villain. Because his his guy that had been controlling him, Simon, who gave him free power, uh, or gave him power and freedom, now he's hacked into the system. Okay, yeah. He's hacked into the system and broadcasts this whole fight to everybody in the world. We can't stop it. We're not sure who's controlling it. That's what the, the minions say. We're not sure who's in, who's doing it, boss. He's like, well, get it changed because I'm going to take over the world. i got got 100 million people that I'm going to have nanites in by the end of the week. And I'm going to do it. And no one will stop me. <laughs> but we've been recording this whole thing. Oh, well, no. <laughs> <It's> exa- right. <laughs> right exa- Help me. Right. And so he's fighting Gerard Butler, whom he can still control. Right. And so Gerard Butler's trying, and he basically just is punching him in the face and whatever and doing whatever he wants. His kid is sitting there, and he tries to make him kill his own kid. Oh, wow. And oh. then by by his mental fortitude, or I don't know if it's the kid that still can help control him or something, but somehow he resists, doesn't do it, goes to stab um, Castle, and can't quite get it in his gut. And he's like, imagine yourself. Getting stabbed. Think about it. He, and he think about up, it right now. And then he's like, "Okay, there we go." <laughs> Unbelievable. So then scene, wow. then scene, scene right? <laughs> and then scene, and then they live happily ever after in a horrible world. They drive away into a tunnel at the end. I mean, just don't put a horrible place. Sad. Twenty thirty four, folks, is not a nice place to live. No. Sad. Yeah. Does you feel bad about bringing Miller into that world? Well, no, because he'll be the one. He'll be part of the. Um, the group that helps John Connor the save the world. Humans. <laughs> Daddy, I just want to be a human. <laughs> I know, that's good. And then you can have your Omicron for the uh, Jedi. The Jedi you can be, or you can be a, one of the rebel. And you have your Omicron ring for the Jedi, or for the for the rebel alliance. What? That's like the kids in Last Jedi. Oh, okay. The, your secret, your secret, the secret <laughs> decoder ring. the world! The secret decoder ring. Thanks! That, that stop at the casino world helped us. That planted the seed for the whole rebellion. Thanks for stopping by. Have, Thanks for stopping by. Have, Bye. You let those other have, gigantic have horse fun creatures. storming the first so, order. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's funny. Like at the end, you're talking about the end scene. He goes, he kills Castle, and then looks at a couple of his henchmen, and they've got like some iPad looking things, there, and he's like, "Hey, can you just turn it all off?" And they're like, "Sure." Beep. And that's it. Everything shut down. In a second, like with wow. one flip of a, of a digital yeah, there's, switch. Yeah, there's no they like shut master the whole switch. Thing right. One guy's iPad. One guy <laughs> shuts the whole. One guy's Galaxy like, well, Galaxy my boss is notebook. dead, so might as well just shut You know what's down. crazy is? His iPad didn't even have a passcode on it. It was already open. Tell <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the movie. Don't leave your iPad unlocked or your nanites will get shut off. That's the movie. Uh, um, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide yourself. Yeah, don't watch this movie. No. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, the goods. I will say this good. Um, the dancing. I, no. Uh, <laughs> I thought the concept was good. I thought if they would have found ways to clean it up, they could have made a PG-13 movie this, out of This, this could have been a great movie. I, I, really I think, think they could have done a, g- a better job with this, and it kind of blows my mind that they went to the lengths to make it so nasty. Yeah. Nasty is the only word. That I can describe this word, this movie to me. Is this? Do you think they went there so that they could attract a certain audience that only cared, like a younger? I, I hate to stereotype, but like a younger audience of, you know, sixteen-year-old males, or whatever that love that kind of stuff. Like, was it to boost ticket sales? It I think they work, thought so. that. But I, I go I, in two thousand nine. I mean, I, I don't know that that audience was even keyed into the idea of, let's go watch this movie. They should have made it more like. And granted, Westworld's out now, but like Westworld or something along the lines, or like in my mind, in my mind, it's a adventure movie. I mean, this is a Black Mirror episode. It is a Black Mirror episode. This is very, 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 that's very good analogy. It's very much like a Black Mirror episode. If you guys haven't seen Black Mirror on Netflix, pretty good. Again, not not maybe don't let your kids watch that one as much either. But it is, it is like it's a lot closer to that than is anything else. Um. Maybe even a Twilight Zone episode type situation. Total Recall. Like mm-hmm. it's in that same genre. Like you guys said, Ready Player One. Um, they could have did a better job of cleaning it up and make it for a broader audience. Jake, goods. Goods. Um, I I thought the dancing scene 
was okay. It was kind of cool. It was succinct. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that was all right. And like I said before, the uh, actress that plays Gerard Butler's wife, I think her acting in it for what she was given, I thought she did a great job acting. Yeah, there's, had- there's like a scene where a couple people get killed in the elevator right in front of her, and her the person controlling her is like, do it, do it. Like he wants to see it, and he's like, yes. And she, you can so just the look on her face is just... I think she did a fantastic job. So her and Ger- honestly, Gerard Gerard Butler's acting was fine. I don't it mind him fine. as an actor. It was the movie was just terrible around him. Everything yeah, around everything him. around him was terrible. I didn't like the newscaster lady character. I didn't like it. Everyone in this movie was just someone that I would never want to meet in real life ever. I mean, they were the just tone. nasty. Terror. The whole tone of the movie was dark. It was just. Ugh. Like I and I watched it twice. You know, enabled to review it and the behind the scenes stuff. And I was just like, like I want to take a shower, man. Yeah. Ugh. Um, David in the live chat said that it looks pretty good special effects wise. I would agree, actually, that that would be technically another good of this. But the the effects on this for two thousand nine, not not the the shaky cam is strong with this one. Now nah, that is true. Bad. <laughs> the, Re- and so that was the thing, especially you know, like yeah, I can tell things are exploding, but I have no idea what is exploding because all I see is a bunch of shakiness. I couldn't tell. Anything that was happening in the battle yeah. scene. I was impressed watching the trailer. I I, I thought visually it looked pretty exciting, mm-hmm. but then like hearing you guys talk about it, it's like, well, that might be the only thing worth seeing about it. Um, and it takes up a pretty small portion of the movie too. Yeah, the yeah. actual battle scenes aren't a huge part of it. Let's uh, let's. I'm kind of interested to hear this one. Let's rate this movie one horrible to five. Horrible. Five being the worst. Five is really bad. Can five I go? Can I go first? Yeah. Six and a half. Wow. I hated this movie. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> I hated it. Off the charts bad. Yes. Um, I definitely don't want to watch it again. Um, I I definitely want to keep um, my my kid and my wife away from this movie. Um, and I want to stay away from this future, folks. I don't know what we have to do uh, to stay away from this future that we're in here. I'm thinking, you know, is it Elon Musk that is very much scared of AI? There's one of those super mega, super huge rich guys that's very scared of AI. I think AI, this kind of a movie, bridges you to some level of AI taking over the world. Because the next, the sequel to this would be Gamer 2, Rise of the Machines. Gamer 2, <laughs> Rise of the Nanites. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not. Anyway. Maybe not. I'm scared of robots. Just, I, I think the moral of the story is just don't end up on death row. Well, no, but... The rest okay, of society so we, stinks. And, and also, society what, grosses me out in this movie. Yeah, society's mm. just, and people are volunteering it's for that. It's like Biff Future. Yeah. Like Biff Future from yeah. Back to the Future 2. And Gerard Butler was framed. And why they didn't, because he has the secret about Castle. Oh, yeah, that, we why left didn't that just, part yeah, out. Yeah, we didn't, because there was, yeah. Why don't they just kill him? It's like, he's got a terrible secret about me that could bring down my whole empire. Let's keep him alive. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they did do that. Like, like We'll kill everyone else in the world, and we don't care who lives and dies, but we'll keep this guy alive and let him enter the game. <laughs> then he might be freed. Um. Well, very good. It wow. would not be a um, Jake episode without a brief. We got about three minutes, less than that now, almost two, to talk real quick. North Korea. Oh, Anything man. Anything spectacular. Yeah, so that you want to pass along, folks. Jake, uh, Jake is a retro gamer and a North Korean expert. Yeah, no so lie. I, so North I, Korean expert. Tell us a little bit about North Korea. Yeah, so I I blog about North Korea on dprkdispatch.com. Uh, I just got the Summit coin, so they released this a challenge coin essentially. Right, wow. it's pretty big. Uh, that has like Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump on the front. It was it was much lampooned in the news, right? Uh, especially once the summit was called off for a short time. But I, I got my hands on one. I was one of the first. They're like over a hundred bucks now. Wow! I tried to order one. I got mine for like twenty. What back when it was like, yeah. And uh, it is, it's a cool coin, you know, for what it is. You know, I think it's, it's pretty nicely made, nicely done. It's a little uh, interesting, random trinket, which that's kind of what I review on my blog. It's like the lost and found of North Korea coverage. So, uh-huh. um, I, I did a review on that. I also did a review of maybe we can review this on. Here one time is uh, Die Another Day. It's a James Bond. It's like yes. normally thought of as one of the worst James Bond films, but the opening scene is in North Korea, and Madonna does this does the opening music video where she tries to sexy up the gulag a little bit, and it's just, ugh. <laughs> oh, I know. It's bad. <laughs> and so 
So I reviewed that on my blog as well. The, the Die Another Day opening. And, uh, uh, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. So dprkdispatch.com. So a lot of stuff's been going on with North Korea, but I blog about the stuff that kind of the random stuff you won't find on the news. Cool. Yeah. Is that coin heavy? Yeah, it's heavy. If I'll uh, Next time I see you, I'll, I'll bring it and you can see it. It's, I'd it's like pretty to see You it. should look it up online. It's nice. Cool. Uh, real quick, um, the Gerard Butler uh, in this movie, I thought he did a pretty good job. Did you like 300? Did you guys watch 300? Yeah, I thought 300 was yeah. good. I enjoyed 300. I enjoyed it. Uh, Snyder as a act, as a director. Who who which? He's uh is it Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder did um, Batman vs Superman. Okay. Yes. He so did, yeah. I will say I want so badly to see the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Okay. So bad because he he basically made the movie and they went eh forget and they tossed it away for Joss Whedon. I want to see the Snyder cut bad. We'll find it. I'm sure they'll. Will they make that? I don't know. I it, make it a comic or something if you can't spend the money to make a movie. Um, very good, very good, Jake. Thanks for coming in again. This is the end of our uh, double feature or the beginning of our double feature because we got one more episode after this with Jake. But uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, bye bye. It's a bad ending. So they can still hear us on the live chat. Yeah, right? live chat's still here. So there's uh, somebody that asked me, did I win the coin using Auction Sniper? No. Uh, I Do you mind if I answer that question, Jack? Do we have a second? Do it, okay. Man. Uh So, Sid, I bought the coin on the White House gift shop, which was who made it. Um, in, in my review of the coin itself, I kind of explain the, essentially the backstory of how I – attended or how I uh, ended up obtaining the coin and the process for ordering it and the price cycle that it went through. Um, so you can read more about that on the blog. I know I keep plugging it, dprkdispatch.com. Do, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do it, man. Yeah, but no, so no, I did not get it on an auction sniper. I just bought it when the price was uh, was really low. So Cool. So Jake is going to do the campaign now. Okay, so uh, if you're listening to this and you uh, are hearing this, the campaign will drop... The week after you saw uh, Gamer in your feed. Uh, but tune in. Jake's going to be on. And we're going to talk about the campaign starring Will Ferrell, uh, starring Zach Galifianakis, and several other people that are great. But yeah, um, folks uh, on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you all soon. And remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. In fact, Gamer, I bet, was filmed completely in Hollywood, and it is horrible. So... Yeah, woof. All right. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned. See you. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorribomoviepodcast.com.